Have you tried diet after diet without finding long-term success? Well, believe it or not, it's not you. So many people think they know what they need to do to get healthy, but there's so much misinformation out there that many of us are sabotaging our health goals without even knowing it. Hi, I'm Carrie, a wife, mom, educator, and certified nutrition coach. After being frustrated by dieting and all the confusion out there about what actually works, I decided to figure it out. And what I discovered on my journey challenged everything I thought I knew about nutrition. And the solution is actually much simpler than you realize. So now, I'm on a mission to disrupt everything you think you know about nutrition too. Welcome to the Diet Disruptors Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our partnership with Kayani Incorporated. Kayani's mission of bringing hope through wellness and opportunity aligns with everything we do at Disruptive Nutrition, which is a big reason why we decided to partner with them. Our passion of giving women hope where they don't see any after years of dieting is such a focus of ours that when Kayani approached me about their product line and desire to support people around the world to ditch the diet and support people in the nutrition approach we follow, we knew we had to work together. Kayani's unique and innovative products support our nutritional approach and enhance what we teach by creating an environment in our bodies to help reduce inflammation, optimize digestion, balance blood sugar, increase circulation, and support collagen resilience. My daily protocol involves starting the day with their Sunrise, an antioxidant with vitamins that support the reduction of inflammation, along with their HL5 collagen, which helps to hydrate my connective tissue, build muscle, and so much more. I couple that with Nitro Extreme to produce nitric oxide, which is known as the molecule of life. Nitric oxide supports healthy circulation and our body's ability to absorb and deliver nutrients. Without the ability to absorb and deliver nutrients, even if our nutrition is on point, we won't reap the benefits that we could be. So after I have those beginning supplements, I then have my PFC balanced protein shake from Kayani. And that brings in the L-citrulline amino acid, which gets processed by the kidneys and then creates a long version of nitric oxide. So it's the entire system of the nitro effect that Kayani offers. It's not just one product here, but how it all fits together is totally unique. Their entire system, when paired with our nutritional approach of eating in threes, creates this environment in your body that it loves and will respond to unlike any diet or supplement regime on the market today. So check out our site at disruptivenutrition.com shop for more information on how our partnership with Kayani truly is designed to take your health and weight loss goals to a whole new level. Well, hey there, Diet Disruptors. Carrie here, and it's time for another Monday episode of Live with Disruptive Nutrition. And you guys know, sometimes I'm on my own, just 
giving you all sorts of value and, and preaching all about how we can serve our bodies and serve our souls and not diet anymore. But today, if you guys are watching me on the video podcast, you see I have a guest coach here. And so I have a good friend, Dan Miller. Dan is an incredible health pro. He is all, he is literally like a mentor of mine who knows so much inside and out about our bodies. Dan, hi. Hello. I am so happy that you're here. In fact, you and I have known each other for a while and you've done a few guest coaching appearances in our membership group. And recently I was like, you know, you need to be on the podcast. You need to be talking to a larger audience about what you know, because I mean, we could be here all day with all that, you know, but we're going to talk about one part of it, but tell us a little bit about yourself, Dan. Oh gosh, that's the hard part. I'm just a, a normal dude who shaves his head to look tough and, uh, and <laughs> grew up in the Midwest and I'm, I'm the nerdy kid uh, that you all picked on in high school, all grown up. That's me. That's three master's degrees, a former Guinness world record uh, for endurance. Uh, I travel the world teaching executives. Just like anybody, just like anybody. <laughs> I'm I'm a beginner at everything I do, but I read uh, about a hundred books a year because I sit on a lot of airplanes and I travel the world teaching executive health, nutrition, and longevity. So my primary uh, target audience is executives that run companies anywhere up to uh, billions of dollars, all the way down to you know ten million dollar year companies. And I hang out with them a lot, so I do about 120 speaking events a year around the world. In fact, you're at a speaking event now, which is why just, you're in the hotel morning, room. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's why I'm in this luxury hotel room with the gold curtains. <laughs> Every time I talk to Dan, he's in a different hotel room somewhere else in the middle of America or wherever he is in the world. But it's interesting because I work mostly with women and you work mostly with men. And it's cool because we, we have different approaches for these different genders. I mean, they need different things, but at the same time, our bodies all kind of need similar things, right? We're all humans. <laughs> Yeah, well, we forgot too on a broader scale, we're all animals and we need the same things that a lot of the other animals need. And we've we just forgotten some of that because our ego gets in the way because we have this weird little thing in our brain that's bigger than everything else. So, I mean, I love how you do. You always talk back talk about how we got to go back to really looking at nature, animals and the lessons that we kind of learn from all of the years of experience that were so much beyond us and you know, we kind of uh, do things that don't serve us, but yet we have all this data to show what we could be doing differently. Well, because it's hard. We live in an environment where we don't have to do those things. And you, like any other animal and anyone watching or listening to this, we're lazy once we have food. We just are. And we've got food all the time. We're lazy if we don't have to move. Nature tells us don't move if you don't have to move. And we never have to. Dan, I oh. ordered my groceries this morning and they already got here. That's amazing. I yeah. mean, if that's not lazy, though, <laughs> I don't even have to leave and all of my food gets brought to me. Well, I'm a, I'm a slave to the hotel most of the time. And that means if I don't want to go eat alone down at the hotel bar, uh, I just take this flat piece of glass that fits <laughs> in my pocket and Uber Eats just delivers me Indian food in the middle of Iowa. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It's, I love it though, because I'm not worried about nature killing me because I've got buildings and food and, and sanitation. Other people are, so I'm never going to give this up, but some of what we get here, the benefits we get also cause some detriments because it's just too damn easy and too damn easy means 
the weak in my body, the weak cells, the dead cells, the dying cells, they get to live a little longer. And that's because I'm always comfortable and it's always soft and I never have to move. Yeah. And that's what we're going to dig into today because when your cells aren't actually, where they're just hanging out, right? And they're not regenerating and, and, and the, the weak ones aren't dying off because of the, the stress, things happen to our body and we don't realize that. My husband, Peter, and I say all the time, I don't like to be uncomfortable. At this point, closer to 50 than I am to 40. And I, I just don't like, you know, that cold, yucky rain when you're outside, you're like, Ooh, I don't like to be uncomfortable, but yeah. there's actually a detriment for not being comfortable or for being comfortable all the time, not being uncomfortable. Yeah. For all the time comfortable, there is, there is a detriment. So I, I like to go into a little bit about how the thing works without getting too nerdy and sciencey and without getting too medically uh, uh, down that rabbit hole. But if we look at what cells do, the average cell in your body will, will make new cells about 54 times. And then it's programmed to die. That's called, if you guys want to get nerdy, it's called the hay flick limit. Uh, the hay flick limit is about 54 on most cells. Skin cells faster than bone cells, right? Bone cells are going to take a long, long years to do that. Skin cells, 30 days to do that. So yeah. Liver cells faster than some other things. You get a new liver every year and a half. Yay, right? So stop hurting it. You get a kind of a brand new one as long as you didn't do too much damage. So Our the self is amazing in that regeneration, right? It's crazy. We're, we're a self-healing machine and we forgot that. We cut ourselves with paper and it heals up and we think, oh yeah, you know, whatever. That's just the way it works. But that's incredible to me. Which is and why so, like so often I talk about even like diabetes and we just name it, blame it, tame it, right? And I know you come from that background long, long, long ago, right? Um, and realizing that like, but, but the things that we actually put in our body and what we do for our body can actually heal versus just tame and maintain until it doesn't maintain anymore and we have to add more medicine. Yeah, uh, you change the input, the output fixes itself. You live in that kind of a machine. And the problem is a lot of us don't know what those inputs are. And Mother Nature's had this plan for 4 billion years. She knows what the inputs are, but we're not living out there anymore. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So let's keep going. So we know that we need ourselves to honestly yeah. die and regenerate. And they do it themselves. They just, they, you don't have to, I don't have to think about killing off the weak cells. My body just does that. They replicate 54-ish times, then they die. They're programmed to do so. Well, some of them aren't going to die on time. If they don't die on time and they just keep regenerating, they're not doing their job. They just keep making more of themselves. Well, we know what that is, right? That's a, it's a benign a copy tumor. of a copy of a copy, you know, like that. Yeah, cancer, a benign tumor. Yeah. It's, it's the switch turned on. And it just keeps going and going and yeah. going, but it's not really doing its job. Right. Okay. Well, that's a problem. Well, what's it called if it just doesn't do its job, but stops and just hangs out there? That, that's called a senescent cell. So cellular senescence are the weak cells that should have been dead two days ago or two weeks ago. They're not making more of themselves. They're just not doing anything. Well, a secondary mechanism for them to get the immune system attention is to secrete some chemicals. I like to call it chemical screaming. If we could hear chemical screams, this thing, loud as you could ever imagine on the inside, because there's always signals everywhere signaling to, hey, immune system, come get me. I should have been dead yesterday. Mm. Well, what happens with that, that secretion of some of those chemicals, it can agitate the cells around it. The healthy cells that are trying to do their job, 
get agitated because this thing won't stop screaming beside me. And then they start screaming. And that creates this cascade of inflammatory cytokines, chemicals in the body. And then the immune system gets lost because there's so much noise and it can't effectively do what it's supposed to do. So when we look at what's causing aging or accelerating aging, what's causing inflammation or accelerating inflammation, it's a lot of it is just senescence not being dealt with. Why is that today happening? We talk about comfort, right? Yeah. Well, and comfort's amazing, but what happened, what used to happen is for Carrie to go get food, if we just go back a thousand years, much less a million years, let's just go back a thousand years because that we can kind of see in our head. Yeah. Right. Still inconceivable because heck, I go back just to when I was a kid and these didn't exist. So even in our lifetime, it's accelerating fast. But let's just go back a thousand years for Carrie to get food. She had to go outside because that's where all the food is. And she had to do some uncomfortable things. If it was getting plants in the summer, that meant sweating. That meant moving a lot. That meant doing things that were uncomfortable. If she wanted to get animals, oh, that's going to change the game. That meant really uncomfortable stuff, really running fast, maybe getting cut up by the, you know, the knives that other animals wear on their feet. Um, so the work was different. In the summer, really hot. In the winter, kind of chilly, yeah. right? We would yeah. use technology to combat some of that. But early in human evolution, technology was as simple as kill an animal, wear its fur, stay right. warm, don't die, light a fire. Right. Now it's just, Eh, hang out in the bed and watch Netflix. Right. You don't have to right. do any more of that work. And because our bodies are always 70 degrees and soft. Yeah. I mean, all- I don't even go to the grocery store. <laughs> right. So you don't even have to get up to go do that. So if you don't kind of do what we had to do in the gym or some other ways to, to supplement your normal life, then this, the weak get to live longer than they should. They cause problems. They cause aging. They accelerate inflammation. They might even be causing some diseases in some people right now. And then we look at, well, how do we kill the weak? If the weak are causing problems, how do we kill the weak? And there's a bunch of ways to do that. You know, you can use food, food pressure to kill the weak. So that your feeding schedule can do a little bit of that for you. Or what I like to tell people, if you don't want to get into that conversation is, When's the last time you were just stupid hot, right? When's the last time you sweat or when's the last time we, you know, we can have that discussion on the cold side as well, but that gets really uncomfortable. Yeah. I hate being cold. Yeah, I hate being cold worse than I hate being hot. I right. love to sweat. Right. right. So we look at, well, what are the benefits of stepping into extreme heat? And I, so something, Terry, last time we talked, we talked about one specific study. I have a meta-analysis open right behind you, uh, uh-huh. not literally behind you, like, oh, look out behind you, but behind you on the screen. I have a meta-analysis open uh, that was published in, uh, in one of the mainstream medical journals about all the sauna studies they could look at at the time and what are the negative and positive side effects uh, of saunaing. Okay. Right? Now I can apply. Is that a verb? Saunaing. Uh, it is now. I now just... we just made it a verb. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, we can look at sauna, or we can look at hot tub, or we can look at exercise, or we can look at any other thing that gets the body temperature up. Uh, what we start finding when you when you dig into some of the research is the physiology. All that matters is that we heat up. Mm-hmm. It really it, there's some subtle nuances in how we heat up, but really what matters is, did you heat up? Mm -hmm. Did you get your body temperature 
up a couple of degrees from baseline normal for about a half an hour. Okay. Um, and there's studies that say 20 minutes, some that say 30, some that say 40. I like to sauna for 45 minutes because I like to make it dangerous at the end. And and not from right. I'm outside of my own safety standards, but uh, the weak are feeling a lot of pressure and it's dicey at the end. And I like that because when I leave my sauna, the strong leave, the weaker in a puddle on the floor because I lost three pounds of sweat. Yes. So how do you know you're feeling like really like at that, at that point, like when you're yeah. like, I got to go 45 minutes. Cause I really want to suffer. <laughs> so different for all of us. You're going to okay. be different than me. You're going to, we're going to all be different than, than Penelope, my wife. It's all different. Your new wife, by the way, congratulations. Hardware to prove it. Thank you. Love it. Uh, so Really, when we look at the rules, right, and we can look at the, the studies being done in Wisconsin, the studies being done at Stanford, you name it, the rules are always this. It should be extraordinarily uncomfortable, yet within your safety margins. And if I'm a person with a cardiac uh, problem already, my safety margin will be radically different than a guy like me who has no other known issues. So, uh, and we're going to go over a couple of the positive and negative side effects of this based on this meta-analysis that I've got right behind you. And wow. it, it's kind of fun to take a look at what happens. So the goal is get your body temperature up a couple of degrees, fever-ish for about a half an hour, as often as you can up to once per day. Probably sauning three times a day is going to be a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. We're causing There's a lot always of- always a tipping point where we think it's good, yeah. so I should just do more. <laughs> Right. Well, and that's the law of diminishing returns in yeah. business. It's, it's the anti-fragile or hormetic uh, stress effect with what we're talking about. In yeah. humans, there's like, if I want bigger biceps, you guys, I'll just go curl the 30s. But if I go curl the 90s, because if 30s good, 90s better, well, I'll tear a bicep muscle right off of my bone. I can rip a tendon just by picking up something too heavy. So not always is more better. Yeah. Yeah. There comes yeah. a tipping point. And what we find with sauna is it really is individual for you. 45 minutes might be way too much, but for me right at about that point, I, I like to use what's my perceived ability to continue. And I like to go all the way to the edge of that because I'm a little extreme that way. You're but extreme means, anyway. <laughs> well, but what that means is this, the, the weak are dead yeah. and that's what we want. We want the weak. So we're increasing what's called cellular autophagy. And that word, A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y, autophagy, one of my favorite words, uh, just because it's clean up and repair. And the body knows how to do that, but if you help it out, it just accelerates that. And the more autophagy we can get, the younger looking and the younger feeling we'll have, and we'll get to hopefully live a lot longer with less inflammation and disease. So I and love this. So taking a step back in terms of like, the fact is by doing, by saunaing, by adding that heat or cold, but cold yeah. hurts to me, That's weird. Um, we're, we're doing some really important things for our body. And, and all of my listeners know that we talk about the six spinning plates when it comes to our body, nutrition, exercise, sleep, water, managing stress, and supplements. And we talk about how we got to keep those plates spinning all the time. I look at this that that you teach that or one of the things many things that you teach but that you've taught me a lot actually is around that this heat would fall under that plate of supplements a lot of times people think i just mean products like you know something that you actually put in your mouth and in and, and ingest but this is actually if you really think about those six plates it really fits into 
a supplemental practice that is a plate that needs to be spinning in our lives. And we don't always think about it as much as we should. Now, a lot of people would think about heat as detoxing. Yes, right? which we can talk about. Yeah, so there's so many different aspects of it and it's so important. And it is actually a way, you know, you could spin that plate pretty easily if you yeah. really start thinking about it. It's if I threw you back outside where you were, where you evolved or where you were designed to live, right? We can use either one of those words interchangeably. Uh, if I put you back out there, you, you're going to do this without me telling you to. It's called finding your food. Yeah, just exactly. the way it is. You're either going to be really hot or really cold. It's very rare that you're always 70 and soft. Yeah. So sweating Unless you live in, in uh, San Diego. San Diego, or or I always use Santa Barbara as a rule because it's you know it's seventy during the day and sixty at night, and that's all year round. But still, yeah. if I were to tell you to go get food, seventy during the day is going to turn into you sweating profusely because food in that area, if you're not growing it, runs really fast, and you got to go do some work. Yeah, that's true. So there's always going to be some of that when we're back outside. It's yeah. never comfortable all the time. Now, yeah. most of the time, yeah, but not all the time. Yeah. And it's weird that when you look at a machine that evolved out there and then you bring it in a cage all day, you'd think that would be good for it. It's not always good for it because some of the things that we get in here, like sanitation and free food, uh, you are also going to get some things that, that we don't need, like constant comfort. Yeah. And it's going to be a big problem because we're not proper. I like, I don't, I hate the word detox, but I like the word detox because we get three ways to get stuff out of our body, three primary pathways. There's some other pathways like mucus, right? We can get mucus could be a a pathway to get stuff out, but it's not a primary pathway. The primary pathways are urine, stool, and sweat. Right. So I look at people and I say, well, are you using the bathroom every day and doing number one and number two? Okay. Are you sweating every day? No, I hate to sweat. Well, you're right. missing a primary detox pathway. Yes. And it turns out that that sweat is the number one way to get metals out. Aluminum, mercury, any other uh, uh, heavy metal toxicity that you may have, that's the best way to get it out, is to sweat profusely. And what does your body do when it's got a foreign invader in there anyway? It turns up its own heat through the pyrogen cascade yeah. to create a fever to sure. cook the thing out, mm-hmm. knowing healthy cells are going to be able to tolerate it. The foreign invaders don't. Well, if we look at that same methodology that my body does this on its own, yep. I would have done this in nature all the time anyway. Yep. What happens if I preemptively on a daily basis step into a hot environment for a half an hour, whether that's hot yoga, which is great because that's superheating the body and making your muscles more bendy at the same time. Mm-hmm. That makes for a lot more fun machine to play around with. Mm-hmm. And it makes for a longer lasting machine as well. So I can it's do funny this- though, when, when you and I first started talking about this, I had just signed up for hot yoga and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. And I, and I approached my next yoga session with like, I was uncomfortable and I embraced it. It was so amazing how, recognizing how I needed to be uncomfortable made it so much more. Oh, oh it, it wasn't even just tolerable. It was like, I, like empowering. And I felt good knowing that I was doing, I was uncomfortable in, in that time. Almost euphoric. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a cannabinoid in the body called anandamide making you high, telling you, you should go do that again. The, the bodies, like when we start talking about cannabinoids that we produce ourselves and how the food reward system and, and things that are good for the species reward you with this high feeling. That's where the runner's high comes from. Yeah. That's 
same feeling you get after hot yoga. Same, like I encourage anyone that's listening, tell me how you feel after you walk out of a sauna. Are you mad? Right. No, you're probably like, oh my God, this is great. No matter what goes on in the sauna, you're probably walking out smiling. Well, Charles Rasan at the University of Wisconsin uh, looked at uh, what do mood increases look like after half an hour sauna sessions? And he found about 26 hours of increased mood after a single session of sauna. Sauna every day, and maybe you'll never be sad again. So you know it's interesting because I talk about once you get one plate spinning, other plates will start spinning. And so that stress plate very often will start spinning with something like a sauna because there's a direct correlation to that kind of stuff. And then you sleep better because you got, I mean, exactly. that's another, it's a side effect of, of being hot is you'll sleep better that night yep. because I you're burning that. some calories. We, I'm going to go into some physiological things that happen when Carrie heats herself up two degrees. Okay. Go okay? It happens when I heat myself up to two degrees. Anyone, you go two degrees warmer than you are now. And these things happen whether you want them to or not. Okay. doesn't matter what you want. They're going to happen. That's how the body works. Number one thing is you will burn calories to try to cool off. So this accelerates weight loss goals if somebody is trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Just heat up, whether that's hot yoga or lock the bedroom door with a willing partner and do whatever that is, right? (laughs) Hot, really hot, sweaty, two degrees warmer. Go outside and swing kettlebells if you don't have access to a sauna. You'll get the same. Right now I'm in Waterloo, Iowa today, and it's 91 degrees outside. I think I'll get a pretty good sweat going if I just step out there and work out a little bit. I don't need that much. So you're going to burn calories. Those calories will be from sugar. So this lowers overall glycemic load in the human body. because you're a big fan of. (laughs) There's two, okay? You're going to increase the size of your blood vessels because that's how the body works when it's hot. So that vasodilation, when you get out of that hot environment, it'll constrict back down. So when I do that daily, when I do this to my blood vessels, it's like doing yoga for blood vessels. That's what leads to what we call vascular compliance, meaning your blood vessels are now more bendy. And vascular compliance in every study you can find is directly correlated to less heart attack and stroke. Yes. So now I'm lowering heart attack risk, lowering stroke risk, because I'm getting more compliant blood vessels, burning calories, lowering glycemic load, lowering inflammation for up to 22 hours, thanks to the production of heat shock proteins in the healthy cells, killing the weak cells because weak cells, senescent cells don't have the ability to produce heat shock proteins like healthy cells do. So the weak die, we already know the foreign invaders are going to die. Right. Most bacteria or viruses that are in there are in there because it's 99 degrees, not because it's 101 and a half. Yeah. So I'm going to have the, a better opportunity to stay healthier from some of that nonsense if I do this daily. I'm going to have a better mood, which means more productivity, better relationships, less stress. All of these things are happening whether we want them to or not. Yeah. I don't have to think about it. I just have to- You don't have to food. think about the food. You don't have to think about it. It is one piece of the puzzle that no. you just have to do and not have to- actually like be good at (laughs) go get the machine hot yeah and and keep it there for about a half an hour now this is what i love about us with this self-healing machine it won't let me get much above 103 okay now with kids because they don't have the their fully developed systems yet you can see fevers in kids much higher than that it gets dangerous this thing if the machine gets to 106 i'm in a coma or dead yeah yeah it's a very fragile curve because at 99 it's awesome at 106 it's death 
-hmm. It's seven degrees. That's not a lot of room to work with. Yeah. Uh, so what we find is a couple of degrees, maybe two and a half degrees warmer, great place to keep yourself intentionally for about a half an hour. For me, 45 minutes. Somebody else, maybe 10, because they can't handle that kind of heat yet. Do you have to maybe monitor that somehow, your, your temperature, or do you uh, just I sort of know? So I'm, I, I grew up in, in organic chemistry. So measure, 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 measure. We can always measure, right? So it, the science brain in me, the former pharmaceutical guy uh, says, uh, measure it, measure it a lot. So you get, so you kind of know. I know when I'm in my sauna, I'm at 101.75 to 102.25. I know that range. Cause what I'll do is I'll do this for three weeks, go in the sauna, sweat, profusely step out and immediately put an in-ear thermometer in to okay. measure what that temperature is. I okay. weigh myself before and after. I don't do this every time I've done this. I know. I know I'm going to lose between two and a half and four pounds of sweat mm -hmm. every time I sit in that sauna. Yeah. If I'm at 45 minutes, which is where I was consistently. I'm doing this for me because we're all going to be different and I don't know. Right. I don't know yeah. what and Penelope's going to be different than me because she's not me. Yeah, exactly. So I encourage people to, to do your own experiment. It's an end of one experiment. You're the only one involved and see where you are. But the in-ear thermometers are great. Okay. Uh, because the oral ones, if you're breathing heavy, your mouth might be too cold. Yeah. The forehead ones aren't always as accurate as we would like them to be, especially if you're in an infrared sauna shining in your face. Yeah. It might give you too hot of a reading. The rectal ones uh, hurt. So, especially if you're sitting down on them, but let's, let's just use the in-ear one. It's easier that way. The um, rectal one never even came into my head. Well, it does. If you accidentally don't know when you're putting one in your mouth, if that was a rectal one or not. I mean, it's oh my gosh. Weird. So, well, isn't that the best way to get the temperature of a baby though? Right. Yeah. I mean, and my dog. Yeah. So I don't like using those for humans because it's just weird. So yep. shove the one in your ear, get your baseline. What's your, what's your regular temperature? Yeah, everyone, I run hot. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone says it's 98.6. Mine's actually 97.6. So when I have a fever, I'm still under a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so when people are like, Oh, you're not even running a fever. Yeah, I am. And 99.6, I'm two degrees warmer. Yeah. I still like to take this machine up to one Oh two. I yeah. like, it. I like it on that really dicey side of weird yeah. because that's what I like to do for my machine. Somebody else might not want to, or may not have the ability. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Extreme discomfort. And, and yeah. here's why it makes the rest of the day easy. My so day in the morning, do you suggest the morning? First thing for me, before you exercise or anything like that? Before I do anything, I get hot. The fastest way to wake a human up is to switch around what happens at night. So if, if you remember camping as, as a kid in a tent, yep. you would wake up first because you were sticky and sweaty because of the heat, and then yeah. the sun would start shining. Yeah. It's yeah. heat and light. Yeah. And then sound should be the, the third way to wake us up, but heat and light. Okay. My sauna gives me both, heat and light. And so, do you drink water beforehand or do you uh, just drink I drink an entire liter of water the first hour while I'm awake. And, yeah. and that's important because I just spent eight hours not drinking anything. Yeah. And I'm going to step into an environment where I'm going to dump another couple of pounds onto the towels on the floor. Do you drink so, while you're in the sauna too? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, Got I couldn't it. do 45 minutes in my sauna without. Yeah. Me. That's what I wondered. Okay, good. So and let's I, talk, talk yeah. through some of the, uh, some of the data that we know around sauning, because there's a lot and it's really powerful. 
Um, well, my favorite study to look at is what Dr. Laukinen in Finland published in 2015. So this study was published in the Journal of American Medical Association. And I always counsel people that are reading medical journals uh, to, well, first of all, why? But if you're looking through this, and, and I want you to pay attention, if it's not a drug, and it's in a medical journal, we should probably perk up a little bit because yes. this is a sauna study published in the most global mainstream medical journal out there. 2015 Journal of American uh, Medical Association, Dr. Laukinen from Finland uh, published a study after observing 2000 people for 21 years. So it's a 21 year observational study in 2,315 people based on how they saunaed. And what he did is and it's amazing case, because that many people were saunaing in Finland. This is what they yeah. do. <laughs> it's the culture up there. Yeah. So what he did was he took people who didn't sauna called that baseline and then took right. those who saunaed about three times a week and those who saunaed every day. And these were about a half an hour sessions is what people would be in there. So he takes a, a look at these people and after 21 years of follow-up, how are they dying? Now we know people who sauna every day, probably eat healthy, probably right. exercise more and probably smoke less than those that don't sauna. So the numbers that he published were adjusted downward for the lifestyle factors, meaning these could be even higher if you ate right, if you spun the other five plates, they yeah. could be even more. He yeah. adjusted these numbers accordingly. So when you, when you see the numbers, if you ever look at this report, it's fantastic. Dr. Laukin had found that those who saunaed three times a week versus their peers who did not, these are all 46 to 71 year old males that he published the study about, but so they're all kind of the same. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They had a 30% lower chance of cardiovascular death, a 20% lower chance of death from anything at all. And what I find fascinating is there was a 40% reduction in the occurrence of Alzheimer's. Wow. So what I like to tell people is you go find me a drug that has 40% efficacy, efficacy against Alzheimer's with no known side effect other than, hey, watch your heart rate. It's going to get dicey in there. Mm -hmm. That's, and, and I'll go through some of, the, some of the side effects in some of these studies because one of the negative side effects is weight loss. Oh my gosh. The negative side effect, if you're not trying to lose weight, apparently, that's a negative, the only negative side effect I have in anything I'm looking at right now. And I think there's 28 studies. In we'll, this put some, we'll put some um, links for some notes in, in, in our show notes yeah. so that you guys yeah. have them. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. So, so that's the three times a week people. What he found in those who saw- Oh yeah, that wasn't even the everyday people. That's not even the everyday people. And this is crazy to me because the number one cause of death in, in most uh, developed cities is cardiovascular disease. Yep. Dr. Laukinen found that those who sauna daily versus those who didn't showed a 50% reduction in cardiovascular death. Here's where it gets really weird. A 40% reduction in death from anything at all, including stroke, including cancer, a 40% reduction in death with a side effect of, eh, you're going to get weirdly hot. Watch your heart rate. He also found a 65% reduction in the occurrence of Alzheimer's. And that's important Holy to me because my mom, I, the last nine years of my mom's life, she didn't recognize her family because of Alzheimer's. And had we known that then, and had my mom taken the steps to, she might still be here. Right. Who right. knows what, that, what effect that would have had if she would have been raised in a Finnish culture instead of in right. you know, the way she was. Right. We don't know. Right. But I can surmise based on the physiology that, that's happening when we heat up like that and doing that consistently daily, 
that maybe she'd still be here. So who knows? I mean, that study is amazing, but there's, and there's so many, there's so much evidence around this that it's almost like, why doesn't this become the thing that doctors suggest, right? That we, that we recognize. And again, if you, you can't afford a sauna, then get yourself sweating, right? Like you're going to have to work harder to do it, but, but it's still, it is a, 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 a supplemental type of a, a thing that we can all be doing. All of us. 100% agree. There is no reason other than the fact that we're lazy once we've eaten. Like that's the only reason. But other than that, there's no reason we shouldn't be sweating every day. It's a beautiful way to get garbage out of the body. uh, Some of those things that we're processing. It's a beautiful way to to assist your cardiovascular system. They call uh, this kind of sauning an exercise mimetic. And what that means is it mimics the same effects as exercise without having to exercise. So if you think about maybe you know someone who's very advanced type 2 diabetic to the point where they're at risk of losing a foot and they're they're always tired, they can't exercise because they have no energy at all, and they're at risk of losing a limb. You put that person in a sauna every day and good things can happen from that. Oh my gosh. Vasodilation, more blood flow, more nutrients to those starving tissues in the periphery, including the brain. Vasodilation uh, means you're going to have better vascular compliance. All good things. We talk about how blood flow is life and we talk about blood sugar stabilization. We talk about nitric oxide and why that's so important. And we, we recognize that when everything happens to our blood, our, our nutrients are absorbed in our blood, our, our everything about us requires that blood flow. And yeah. to me, this is like such an important, this is why I said, we're going to do this again. And we're going to do this for a larger audience because we have to recognize just how important this is in any way you can do it. You have to, now I will say, so after I, you know, first started talking to you about this and I was like, okay, I was committed to yogaing every day. So I got an unlimited membership, but it's, <laughs> I don't even go to the grocery store. So it's like a good 25 minutes away. If I'm like really getting there quick. Right. Is that running or driving? That is driving. Come on. Yeah. All right. And so I get there and then I hot yoga and it's awesome. But it, and then it's at half an hour back. So it is two hours out of my day. I have not been able to do it consistently as much as I thought I would. It's just that it's that extra effort that takes a lot of time. And then I'm super sweaty. I got a shower. I got, it's, it's a three hour then thing. Right. So then I decided I'm just, I'm going to do it in a way that's going to guarantee that I'll do that every day. And so I took your advice and I got a sauna. It actually is to me the most exciting purchase that I've had because the why is so big. Right. And and what's your why? I mean, I always say this. I want to be able to kick a soccer ball with my grandkids when I'm 85 years old and my grandmother died of Alzheimer's and it is my number one fear. And so I keep thinking about this is why I eat right. This is why I teach what I teach. This is why I work out all of these things. And when you and I started talking, I'm like, there is a huge piece of the puzzle that I'm missing. That's so simple. Yeah. So, and I I said to my husband, um, I'm doing a thing and I I, I figured out how we're going to do it, how we're going to pay for it. But I just need you to know it's non-negotiable. This is happening. And he was like, okay. 
Yeah, it, it'd be non-negotiable if I went back outside to sweat every day. So why not? You know, and and Carrie, you talk about the time commitment to do hot yoga when when the place is a half an hour away. Imagine if somebody had an office job. When are you going to do that? Right. If you have an office job and kids, you're not taking two hours out of your day every day. It's just not going to happen. No, and, I mean you're fortunate you don't have an you don't go to an office and right. slave away for somebody else's dream. Right, right. Change some things there. Nor do I. So when I stumble down the steps and flick on the sauna and heat that bad boy up while I'm getting my coffee ritual ready, coffee doesn't go in until after the sauna. That's very, very important, right? We got to be fully awake before we put the drugs in there. Yeah, yeah. So, so that to me, I'm lucky to be able to do that. Absolutely. But anyone could do that because you don't have to go anywhere. Right. You just go to your sauna, wherever that is. Yeah, and. Yeah make it happen before you tackle the day. The hardest part of my day, uh, and I travel a lot, you guys. So when I'm home, it's a little different than when I'm on the road. You can't find a sauna that hot when you're traveling because of, for most of the hotels I stay in, it's a liability thing. When I was in India, you could find the hottest saunas you could ever imagine, like dangerous, but that's not here in the US. Right. So you can find this in some other places, but here- so You're the- out doing kettlebell swings in the parking lot, aren't you? <laughs> I can't fly with them. Otherwise I would, if I could get on the plane with my 36 or 54 pound kettlebell. Yeah, yeah. I would do that. But you can't, they're not going to let me on the plane with a 54 yeah. pound steel yeah. ball that looks like Boba Fett from star Wars. They're not going to, that's my 54 pounder. looks like Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> they're not going to let me do that. So I can't. And yeah. most gyms don't have kettlebells. Again, maybe a liability thing. They just have these silly dumbbells that go up to usually 30 pounds. I know, I know, I know. So, so, so that, even if it had it or people's have gyms with saunas and all of that kind of stuff. One of the things that I learned in my research before I bought my sauna was that not all saunas are created equal. No, 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 and not so at all. Talk a little bit about that because if people are like, okay, Dan, you've got me convinced I got to sweat and I can't go to hot yoga every day. Like I just literally at first went on Amazon <laughs> and yeah. I was like saunas. Right. And then I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And then I started researching. So just give us a little bit of information about, about what we're looking for. How many 50,000 different makers of saunas did you find? Some of them from countries you might not even recognize, right? This is why it was like analysis paralysis. And that's what I called you. <laughs> yeah. So here's the deal, you guys. I, I spend my life teaching this stuff and learning this stuff. My big thing is how can I learn? And I've been learning this stuff for 10 years and I haven't even scratched the surface. So always learn more. But when I make a decision about what I'm going to do daily, I spend years researching and talking to people and asking the questions. How am I going to get what mimics nature the best? Yeah, that's big. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm in a cage all day too. Okay. I get it. How am I going to mimic that right out there as close as I can? And what I found through over a decade of research, and it's still true to this day, I've been talking about these guys for almost eight years, and it's still true. Sunlight and saunas has the best saunas on the market period. They have the best staff. They have the best service. They have the, their manufacturing is right in Kansas city. You can go view and tour their facility. If you live near there, beautiful, amazing human beings there. Did you get the impulse series? Uh, Yeah, I did. Yeah. The impulse series allows you to dial in. If you're going to get near infrared, far infrared, um, or mid infrared, you can dial in some different frequencies. Yeah. And what I realized was for my daughter, who's an athlete, yeah, being able to really 
get her into the different types of infrared is really important as well as our connective tissue, our fascia, because when you have all three, you're be able, you're able to really kind of hone in into those different layers. 100%. And they have one of the best user uh, interfaces and displays and, and it's just beautiful, well-built. I mean, when you look at the cost of these things and then justify them over the 20 years, you're going to have them and then take a look at the, uh, the possible disease reduction or mitigation that comes along with it. It cost justifies itself without even thinking. I mean, yeah. You yeah. don't go to the discount store and buy the cheapest one because you don't know what you're getting. You go to a place that's vetted that, I mean, health professionals that I know that, that travel the world that are very well known are going to tell you sunlight and has, they yeah. have Yeah. When you told me that I just started doing my research and looking at it and I was like, yeah, this is, it's amazing. And so, and it's not even like you work for Sunlighten or anything. You just know so much about what's out there. But if you do decide to go to Sunlight and you can go on their website or whatever, if you tell them, you know, Dan Miller, they're like, oh, awesome. Yeah. And they hook you up. I had no idea. I was like, they were like, how did you hear about us? And I'm like, oh, my friend Dan Miller told me. They're like, Dan Miller. Oh, well, <laughs> then they gave me a whole nother discount. I was like, oh my gosh. So you got to say yeah. Dan's name. <laughs> You guys, if seriously, I encourage you to look at their website. It's easy, sunlighten.com. You can put that in your show notes too. Yeah, we'll do but that. To order one, you end up calling them. And yeah. when you call them and you talk to them and you ask questions, you just tell them, you know, Dan Miller. Yeah. Even if you don't know me, tell them you heard about them through me. And they always do something special for my people. And one of the reasons they do that is because I've been to that facility. When I was early on getting started in, in, my, uh, in my journey of health and wellness, I was fortunate enough to be speaking in Kansas City and I invited myself over to look at their facility. And it, it's been a nonstop, beautiful relationship ever since. It's been almost eight years. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you, I'm always looking for opportunities. I'm always going, is this the right one still? Is yeah. there something better? Eight yeah. years later, they're still the best. Yeah. 100%. And you know, what was so interesting is when I called them, I mean, I just got a full on education. It was so cool. I learned so much more. And so, and then I, when I got done with my call, I said to my husband, once again, you should not have, you don't have a say in this. We are doing this. This is for yeah. the whole family. So and, and like, look, you guys, it doesn't have to be one of their saunas. Can you get the same benefit from just going outside? For sure. Can you get similar not exactly from a dry sauna. Absolutely. Steam sauna, 100%. You, you don't, hot tub even. I just don't like hot tubs because I don't want chlorine on my skin. That's disgusting, especially if it's every day. Yeah. So God, if you have a hot tub, fire that bad boy up, crank it all the way up. Stop drinking beer in the hot tub or wine. Quit it. No alcohol with this heat stuff. That is the worst idea ever. Crank okay. that thing up, get in there to suffer. Let yeah. the weak die and get the chlorine out. Get a, get some sort of a saltwater salt system water. or, or a, a, a bromine filter, at least something to get the chlorine away from that because that's not going to be good for your skin. Or sell your hot tub on Craigslist and use that money to go buy a sunlight and sauna. Uh, for real, it's way better. The only reason I recommend the infrared is because we get deeper wave penetration with infrared saunas. Yeah. So we're still going to get a lot of the same effects you'd get with the other options. And my reason for recommending it is that that's what's that out there. If yeah, I go out right. there, that's a, the largest infrared sauna in the world is called outside. Yeah. yeah. It's just, we're not doing it often enough. And certainly I live in Minneapolis. Yeah. You're not you don't get, get a lot of that. I not know. <laughs> I know. I know. And even us in new England, I mean, yeah, we're, it's, we're finally getting nicer weather, but all winter long, 
you, yeah. you couldn't. So, so I, I, uh, I'm all about no brainer swaps. And to be able to swap my time for this, well, I even got the one that's got the tablet in there and I can like watch shows and stuff. So I, I don't know, it'll be, it'll be great. It'll be a little alone time. Super excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and, and I, I'd say even if you don't want to do that, just flip on something that you can watch that's educational and use your sauna time to get an education. Yes. That's what I did on airplanes. That's why, that's why I read a hundred books a year is because airplane time is, is learning time. Yeah. I love so, 100 books a year for 10 years. What kind of education is that? And it cost me just, I'm flying anyway. What it cost me. Right. That's Not- why I love talking to Dan Miller because he's so filled with so much knowledge. It is amazing. Dan, you are incredible. I would love for y'all to write in the comments uh, just what you took away from this. And thank Dan for taking the time to be able to teach this. This is what he does. He's an educator. He's a teacher and, and just loves being able to impart all of that knowledge that he's been, he worked so hard on, on those airplanes, teaching to other people. So Dan, you're the best man. Thank you so yeah, much. It's a treat. It's a treat to talk to you guys, even though I can't see you, but uh, I love sharing this with folks. The goal is don't die early right? Go out like Betty White, 99 years old, died of old age. That's how I want it. Yeah. Yeah. In your bed asleep. That's what my grandfather, how my grandfather died. But 90% of people are not dying that way right now. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of my parents did. And I wish that on no one. I want everyone to live a long, healthy life. That's my goal. That's your goal. That should be everyone's goal. And if that means you got to go kill the week on occasion inside your bodies, not in your neighborhood, uh, (laughs) then go kill the week, put some pressure on the machine whether that's food pressure or heat pressure or cold pressure to kill the weak. And then the strong get more resources, the weak cause less problems and you get a better future. I love it. That's exactly what we need to do. Awesome, Dan. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. See you.